Uh, um, Daniel? Um, there's a place that you've been wondering um, exactly what your place is. Um, there's a lot of different stuff that you touch and kind of some different aspects that you walk in. Um, sometimes it's hard for you to understand uh, kind of which one that you should be focused on. Um, but God told me He's about to bring clarity. Um, I had a, uh, a picture that uh, He's about to show you your peace. About to define it for you. Um, some of the confusion about where you fit. And feeling like you don't really have a place sometimes. Um, he said he's about to bring clarity to that. Um, he's going to show you your value. Um, some places where you felt like you haven't really had a place. He's about to show you value to that. Even some places that you've operated in. Um, and felt completely clumsy while you're doing it. Um, he's about to show value to that. Um, he's, uh, I feel like there's understanding that's about to come. Um, some understanding on some of the things that, even things that you've been asking questions about for a long time. Um, you're going to understand some of the stuff that you even feel. Sometimes it's just kind of out there. Um, I felt like he said that there's understanding and discernment that's about to come. Um, I think he just wants me to tell you that uh, he wants to remove the shadow that you've been in. The feeling unseen. Feeling like your place is to uh, kind of be in that place of uh, interceding and doing all this stuff behind the scenes. Um, he's going to remove some of that. Um, he doesn't want you to be hidden. Interesting thing that Jared's speaking. How many times has Danielle stood in a place? She gives prophetic words, but the prophetic words are not for just herself. Jared's prophesying to Danielle in relationship to dwelling place. Notice he said, I know the one word he mentioned about six or seven times I counted him as he spoke them, place. In fact, and he went at the end there, he said, place, things hidden. It was interesting. For some reason, the PowerPoint got cut off. It's hidden. Discovering, if you notice on the top of your notes, my identity, place, and function. You ever had notes? Aha, but hold on, Mitch. Hand these out too. Everybody's to have one of these. Let me share this. Let me speak this word. Okay. Because I know Jared just prophesied and introduced what I'm supposed to speak, and I know. He's probably got some more words and he'll speak them in due season. But uh, so I want to ask you to do uh, something with me, please. Uh, I'm not trying to dictate something, but just sometimes when we verbalize things, it sinks down into our hearts. Can I ask you to say three words with me? Pardon me? 
Raise your hands if you don't have a, a handout. Is that an... <laughs> and did everybody get a get one of these also? Blank sheet. So. Gonna wait till they get going so we can focus. So, if you'd say three words with me, please: identity, identity. Place, place, and function. function. And that's what we're after today: discovering the church. Now, there's so much more that we could talk about the church and the fullness of it, but today God sort of highlighted three things: identity, place, and function. And Jared prophesied something that gets so easily confused, discovering your place. What's my place? What's my place? What's my place? Well, I hope today there's some things that are, that, uh, that are so true. Oh, Karen, welcome back. And we need to we pray for you all and uh, pray for Jared also before we, we get out of this place today. But, uh, you, know, you know, have I told you all that i got two grandbabies? What have I told you about that? <laughs> You know, one of the joys of, of them is just watching them. And it's amazing to me how flexible a baby is. Take like Francis now, and even still Max is so much, that they're in this place discovering just different parts of their body. And it's amazing to me that, that how they can take their foot and stick it in their mouth and chew on it and discover their foot, you know, or hand or... You know, and you're going, you know, eye, ear, you know, these different places and discovering their parts of the body. And, uh, and it's so true for us is that God is saying today, okay, I want you to put your foot in your mouth, a foot in the mouth, you know, and in a good way, and, and, and discover different facets of, uh, of the body of Christ. Now, uh, if you would, we're going to just start off. If you would turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and a lot of what we're going to do today is in this one chapter that the Lord is talking about. This last week was so intense in the spiritual realm for me that, that uh, and I really came a hair from really teaching on something totally different. Uh, in relationship to spiritual warfare, it was so intense. I mean, not just things. I mean, even literally, I say this, and you may think I'm crazy and probably sign me up or something. But I literally was at times of prayer. I was hearing, hearing, physically hearing the howling of the demonic, and it was still like a, a bunch of wolves, like they had found a prey, and and it was it was just so just uh, disturbing into my soul and. And uh, but you know, and uh, and I it was just really just a place of just causing alert and alarm, and the Lord just sort of quieted my heart after hearing it. And uh, the really says, "Okay, Rick, just settle down, just speak the reality of the body, and allow the body to be the body, and that'll silence the enemy." And so, there's three things that God has really put in our hearts to really establish today. First is discovering. My identity, the church's identity in Jesus, his body. Now, this sounds basic, but, y'all, I want to press it in deeper in a way that, that is so much. And I want to start in this 1 Corinthians chapter. I'll start in 11, 
And, uh, and it says, but these, the one in the same spirit, works all things, distributing to each one just individually as he wills. For even as the body is one, yet has many members, and all the members of the body, I'm in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, and, and now 12, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one Spirit. One. One body. Which that one body is Jesus. And it gets clarified even deeper in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 15, if you go to the next slide, and uh, where it says... And interesting how this will repeat so much. It says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. Isn't that a big statement? Until we all attain to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son, Son of God, to a mature or perfect man, the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. That's where we're headed, y'all. As a result, when we're walking in the fullness of Christ, We are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, but by trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. Now watch this in verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, get this, we are to grow up in all aspects into Him who is the head, even Christ. Jesus is the head. And y'all, how you identify parts of your who you are is your head, your face. That's how identity is established. I mean, is it by your head, your face? And like, fact, fact, when Moses asked to see God's glory, God's response to him says, "No one can see my face and live." In other words, his identity, the glory of who he was. And literally what God is really pressing down into our hearts here, that every aspect of who we are presses down into Jesus. Now we're big about speaking identity in Christ Jesus. Y'all, I just really want to ask this to press it down even further. In fact, if you have a piece of paper, pen, I really, we mentioned, in fact, I really, if we need to have any excess pens in the back or pencils, I really want to ask you to just draw, write some things on the back sheet. Some things I really want to ask you to think about. Where do you get your identity? How do you identify yourself? Because it's so crucial uh, in this part about how we identify ourselves. In fact, if you'll notice on your notes there, I want to really just press on to the next thing here about it's go hindrances. Let's go on to the next slide here. Hindrances to discovering my true identity. First, I want to think about individually. And then notice it says, my identity is somewhere else, like gifts, or a job, or, or a football, a sports team, or, or um, um, oh man, I had a whole list of them in my head before I got up. But just different th- ways that we could identify ourselves, that you could see yourself, like, oh, I'm a teacher, or I'm a, or or. And I do business, a businessman, or, or a pastor, or what? And God's saying, enough's enough. Identity is just Jesus. 
In fact, even the Lord's pressing it even further that hindrances that for the fullness of dwelling place to come to pass. Y'all, are, y'all, we have to have an identity of the body of Christ, Jesus, not dwelling place. Now, it's very important, this fine line of distinction here. It's like, uh, because y'all, there are different churches. Like in first in Galatians chapter 1, verse 22, where Paul makes a statement to the to the churches, plural, in, uh, in uh, that place he's speaking of Judea. In other words, in the, in the region of Judea, there were multiple churches, plural. But there's one church, his body. So it's like how I pictured it in the same way that each one of us, y'all are parts of the body of Christ, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, a little later on. But so also the churches in, say, the New River Valley are like, some churches are like a hand, some churches are like a feet. Some, we have different functions within the, quote, the body of Christ in the New River Valley, like, i.e., uh, BCF. You know, the function of BCF and the call of God on BCF for, as regards to the body of Christ is different than the one in dwelling place. But guess what? The heart is that we do not see ourselves as different than BCF or or uh, or uh, uh, um, Fieldstone, yeah, right up the street, or Grace, right on the other side of there. Y'all, if they name the name of Jesus, guess what? It's brothers and sisters. There is no distinction. And what I wanted to ask you to write on that back sheet of paper. I'd ask, what is some hindrances that you've got in relationship to seeing yourself according to Jesus? Just Jesus. Is it a mother? A father? Is that your identity? Drug addict? Abused? How do you see her? Or how about this? Your physical body. Skinny, fat, muscular. White, black, Korean. How do you see yourself? Well, I want to say this, y'all, in that passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It said there, you know, we're baptized by one spirit into one body. And it goes on to say, whether Jew or Greeks or slaves or free, we're all made to drink of one spirit, y'all. One identity. One identity. And a God is calling us to that. And I just want you to take a second and just really write that down. Be real, okay? And there's a bunch of things that I'm going to ask us to do today to try to bring stuff out. Yeah, Tom. No, what's your, what? Say, ask it again. So are you asking us how we see our, I mean, see ourselves right now or how we hope to see ourselves? No, I want to ask you right down to be real yourself, and how do you see yourself right now? Uh, how we be... see our identity. I mean, where yeah. we get our identity from? Yeah. Because, hey, what I'm saying to you, it's a what? Hindrance. You can't, uh, you can't get rid of hindrances until you know you got it. I can't clean them. I won't clean my glasses <laughs> until I know that they need to be cleaned. And that's what I'm asking you to do is to uh, to write down. Just be bold enough to write down on the back of your this paper, not the small piece. 
If you need, a, if you've already done that, I'll give you another sheet. And if you need a pen or a piece of paper, pen, a pen, pencil or something, Jared's walking around with some pencils or pen. And uh, and just write that. Pardon me. I clean my glasses here. So just take a second and write that down because y'all. And, and later on, what we want to do is we want to release those. Because all that God has been doing on the cross is to, to set us free from our identity. Thank you, Mark. Into the identity of His beloved Son, Jesus. We've been predestined to be conformed to the image of His beloved Son. In other words, when somebody sees us, they see who? They see Jesus. And y'all both individually and corporately. Because I... If one of the things I want to do right now is, I want to, well, after I speak something here, I want you, if you would, turn your Bibles to Philemon 1.6. And uh, and uh, be reading this out of 1.6. What's the purpose of this? I've got it up there, but, I, you know, sometimes it's good to read it out of your own, own Bible. And watch this. It says, Paul's, this is a prayer that he starts in verse 4, relationship with his brother. And he says, I pray that the fellowship of your faith, it's the Greek word koinonia, the fellowship, interaction of your faith, koinonia, sorry, Monica's in here mispronouncing the Greek word. But it's this interaction of your faith. Y'all, to interact one another, it takes a place, it takes faith to function in, in the midst of who we are, different people that look different, sound different. It takes faith. It takes faith for me to operate and minister into people that don't speak the same language, who are different color or, or live in a different place, a different culture. The temptation is for me to be something else. Y'all, because I remember first, one of the first times I started going overseas and the temptation was, who are you? You know, how are you going to be able to speak to Macedonians? You minister American style. How are you going to cast out a demon? You're speaking English. And you know, and... And I found out demons understand English. <laughs> they just know one word. Jesus. Yeah. And you know, and so I got caught up in that and God's saying, no, no, Rick, I just want you to be you. Be you. Who you are in me. Just be, just be, be, be you in me. And in that place, guess what? It empowers my faith. And that's what it says in one six. Watch this. That the fellowship of your faith may become effective, watch this, through the knowledge of every good thing, literally, which is in you, in Christ Jesus. Which is in Christ. In other words, when I know the awesomeness of Christ Jesus that is in me, and I look at that, my faith is empowered. But y'all, if I see myself as Rick, you know what? The resource that I'm operating out of is Rick. It says in John chapter 7, verse 8, I don't have that passage up here. I think it's verse 18. He who speaks out of himself, literally out of his own identity of who he is, seeks his own glory. But he goes on to say that I do not seek my own glory, but the glory of the one who sent me. So in other words, what I speak out of, if I speak out of my identity, that's the resource that I'm drawing on to bring change. If I'm laying hands on Mitch, 
with an identity of Rick. Oh, I'm a pastor and, and, uh, and I can lay hands on the sick. If I lay hands on Mitch as, as an identity of Rick, guess what, y'all? What resource is going to be drawn to bear on healing if Mitch needs healing? Rick. But the heart is, the depths, this is a heart issue, y'all. When we start talking about identity, it's a heart issue so that when I lay hands on Mitch, it's not Rick laying hands on Mitch, it's who? It's a part of the body of Jesus that's touching Mitch. Y'all, if my finger touches Mitch, just in taking it out of the spiritual and put it into the physical, if my finger touches Mitch, this finger touches Mitch, whose finger is it? I'm thinking physiologically here. It's Rick's. But pressing on down into the spirit that where when we receive the identity of Jesus in the spirit, we're baptized by one spirit into one body. When I touch Mitch with the identity of my heart of Jesus, Jesus is touching Mitch. The resources of Jesus will be drawn to cause things to happen in Mitch's life. I don't want to say this. If dwelling the vision, I mean, I'm sorry, if the identity of this body is dwelling place, what are the resources that we're going to be drawn on to touch the needs in this new river valley? Dwelling place. Y'all, I don't know about y'all, but I think y'all have noticed this too. But that is pretty limited. So what God is calling us to do, I'm going to try this, y'all. I don't get myself all bound up here. I feel like I'm, yeah, there you go, that'll work. So, let's get tied. But when we, when we, the body of Christ in this place, the hand or whatever we are in the New River Valley, we just receive, we're the identity we're, we're Jesus. This is the kingdom of God. This is not dwelling place Christian fellowship. Our functioning in the New River Valley and wherever we go, it's not dwelling place. It is who? Jesus. A part of the body of Christ. And we may be a hand, we may be a foot, we don't know. I don't care. As long as I'm a part of the body. And we're a part of the body. So I want to do something here real quick just before we take the next transition because... The summary is the, uh, in the statement here, every aspect of who I or we are is, going, is, is Jesus Christ. Now, now y'all don't, don't this, is, this is something down in the depths of the heart. This is a heart issue. Identity is Jesus. Identity is not a gift. Jared cannot be identified as a prophet. He has a gifting of a prophet. But his identity is Jesus. I cannot be identified, y'all, as a pastor, an elder in this body. There's a, there's a balance to what I'm saying. But I want to say this, y'all, because guess what? If I get identified as some special part in this body, guess what's going to happen? What's going to happen, y'all? Everybody going to come to look and start identifying the body according to me. I, I, you know, I hate this statement. You know, when, you know, when I'm talking to somebody, you know, 
Well, your church. Whose church? Talks about in Matthew, I mean, Acts 20, where Jesus bought it with his blood. Excuse me, I didn't pay for this thing. This is Jesus. In fact, I saw a guy who's in construction in our, in our body who does sales construction supplies. You know, and he was talking about, you know, getting some stuff for the, the church. And he says, you know, uh, you know, I'll sell this to y'all. And I looked at him and I said, what? Uh, dude, this is part of you too. This is you. It's us. It's Jesus. And we're part of the body. And that's, and I am, you know, you don't go, you know, there is part of it. And, uh, and you know, y'all, I don't want to talk about that in the light. But I just want to, I want to pray first. I want to pray corporately. I just want to ask for forgiveness for ways that we may have identified ministry in relationship to us. I know there's a fine line of what I'm saying, y'all. But I want our hearts to so be finely tuned that, you know what? We don't divide ourselves out. Here's the interesting thing, too. If I identify myself as white, who will I have a tendency to hang with? Huh? Whites. If I identify myself as white, how who I'll feel comfortable around are whites. What if God's called me to minister to Arabs? And that's why God has really pressed in my heart. Rick, you don't you don't identify yourself as an American, you don't identify yourself as white. You identify yourself as Jesus. Kingdom of God. So I'm gonna pray that. I'm gonna pray a prayer. But at the same time, y'all, I want y'all to agree with me. And then I'm just going to sort of pause at the end. And if you've written down some hindrances, I just really want you to ask God to, to just forgive you for allowing your heart to receive an identity other than Jesus. Now, y'all, I hear this in the Spirit also. Failure, drug addict, sexual addiction, pornography, uh, Adulterer. I hear people identifying themselves in that stuff. As a man thinks it in his heart, what? So he is. God's called us to look at him and receive the identity of Jesus. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to just come right now just asking forgiveness as a as one one who you've been part of the authority in this church. Lord, I just ask for forgiveness, Lord, for us in any way, shape, or form where we've received identity as a body and identifying ourselves as dwelling place, Lord, and not the kingdom of God, not Jesus, the body of Christ as a whole in the New River Valley or the body of Christ as a whole in the world. And Lord, I just uh, w- there's wisdom in that, Lord, and how to function. Lord, as a hand or a foot, as a part of the body. But Lord, we want to confess whether we're a hand or a foot in the body, we're part of the body. But my hand is as much as a part of me as my foot is a part of who I am. And Lord, I just ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that there would be no divisions in our heart, no dividing out, evangelical or charismatic or, or Lord, Baptist, Methodist or, or Lord, uh, non-denominational or assembly of God or whatever, Lord. That is Jesus. It's Jesus.
And Lord, forgive us individually. Any ways that we've bought into the lies of the enemy to divide and, and identify ourselves according to our successes or according to our failures. But I thank you, Lord, they're all the same for our righteousness as filthy rags. And Lord, I thank you that, Lord, that we were yet sinners. You died for us. Lord, you became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we may be in Christ, identified in Christ. So I speak right now in the Spirit, the revelations into our heart that, Lord, our identity is Christ Jesus. Part of the body of Christ. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you pass this with me, if you would? In Him, having also believed, I have been sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. New things have come. Right? Let me just speak this one. I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Let's just make this confession. This is mine. But Therefore, since Jesus is blessed, I'm part of Him. I'm blessed. Let's receive that. Not cursed. Not a failure. Identity is Jesus. Let's minister out of that. Let's relate into the body out of our identity in Jesus. Second thing the Lord really pressed on my heart to discover, and if you would flip with me back into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And it's interesting, Mitch, this is where God gave this when Mitch was preaching on this. And he spoke to Daniel, place, 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 place. And here's the mistake, is that I knew that he was prophesying not only Daniel, but he was speaking to the body of Christ because what was, no offense, where is Jared? The mistake is, is that we will identify place or identity based off gifting, giftings or functions. And that's why you'll notice the last thing we'll talk about is function. Danielle's place has nothing to do with what she does. Nothing. In fact, notice this passage of Scripture. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, verse uh, 18. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as He desired. If they were all one, all one member, where would the body be? He has placed us where? In the body. Now I want to ask you a question. You know, the, the Word of God is precise and it's not theoretical, it's not philosophical, it's practical and it's direct. What makes you a part of the body of Christ? What is it? What about you makes you a part of the body of Christ? And if you would, keep in, keep in we're going to come back to 1 Corinthians 12 here in a few minutes, but I want to read a past scripture in 1 Corinthians 6.15. Where it says, I'm going to start at 14. Now God has raised up the Lord and He will also raise up through His power. Do you not know 
that your bodies are members of Christ. Now, y'all, back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the word member keeps repeated time and time again. I don't know how, I forgot to count how many times it was. I know it's probably close to 20 times the word member is mentioned. And, and the word member literally fear, refers to like a body part. Arm. That's a member of Rick. My arm. But notice what it says here. Do you not know that your bodies are members with Christ? What makes you a part of the body of Christ is as your physical body being in Christ Jesus. And then literally in this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting here. I'm going to read it, and this, this is controversial. I'm not going to chase this right now. For one by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And it's kind of interesting. According to that statement here, when you're water baptized, you are baptized into the body of Christ. Interesting statement. That's what it says. We're one spirit. It's not spirit baptism. You're not baptized into the spirit. You're baptized by the spirit into one body. But literally, if you're born again, and I'm just going to say it here because this is the past scripture says, just to clarify it, and water baptized, guess what? You've got a what? Place. Your physical body gives you a place in the body of Christ. It has nothing to do with function. Nothing. It cannot. In fact, it's interesting in the Simona's household. You've got Kaylee, who is 14. 15, dude. See here. Kaylee's 15. Kenzie's 13. Dude. Caleb, Caleb is 10 and Kristen is 7. Interesting. Let me ask you a question. Can Kristen do what Kaylee can do? No. But let me ask you a question. Does Kristen have any less a place in the Simona's household as Kaylee? No. Because why? That. She is in the Simona's household. Her place in that body has, that body of the Simona's household, has nothing to do with what she does. Y'all, whether she's sick or not, if she's sick and all of a sudden she becomes, I'm going to use this, she's sick, is she any less a part of the body? No. And y'all, that's why the Lord is wanting us to really clarify that we have a place in the body. Our identity is Jesus. The body. Our place is in the body. And what we want to do is, is go to the next slide here. That's the, I'm sorry, that's the question I answered there. And there's the verse that I read. Back up. I'm sorry, Amy, can you back up? Is that Amy or is that... Huh? Amy? I didn't know you were wearing glasses. It's, watch this, y'all. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I take them away and the members of Christ to make them members of a prostitute? May it never be. In other words, and the next verse says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother. I mean, I'm sorry, Genesis 2.24. Uh, 
For this reason, the two shall become one flesh. Husband and wife become one body within the body of Christ. And literally why adultery is so deadly in the body is that you're taking part of the body of Christ and you are allowing it to participate in adultery. That's why y'all, like I know of churches that we've had the dealings with, that where you take like a pastor, a part of the body of Christ, who exposes the, the whole body, who entered, in, entered into sexual immorality, over half of that church, those families, married couples, ended up in sexual immorality. Because of the permeation of sexual immorality affecting the whole body. It wasn't dealt with appropriately. That's why it's so powerful. Your physical body makes you a part of the body of Christ. Not your gift, not your identity. It don't make no difference. We're all one spirit. But your body, baptized into Christ Jesus, makes you a part in the body of Christ. Now, it's, like, it's still with some hindrances, and the Lord really spoke to me in this. I don't want you to notice this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 16. Because, y'all, I want to ask you this. As we go through this, if you've entertained any of these hindrances, these will cut you off and, and hinder your functioning in the body. Notice this in 12.12, where it says, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, not 12.12. 12. Uh, I'm going to start 14. For the body is not one member, but many. But if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. Comparison, you know. If any of you go, oh, well, you know, Annabelle, she goes, oh, well, I don't, I'm not a preacher. I don't preach. I'm not up front every Sunday. So therefore, I'm not as much a part of the body a dwelling place as Rick. So in other words, if she compares in any way, shape, or form, guess what? It's a hindrance to you knowing you have a place. That's what Jared was prophesying about, Danielle discovering place. And this was the whole body. Because you know what happened in here? Is people were identifying themselves according to place. I mean, according to function. They're thinking their place has to do with function. I'm sorry. And let's go on. So comparison. Go on. In a, in in uh, 2021, here's another hindrance. I'm going to read start 19. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members in one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again to the head, to the feet, I have no need of you. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Oh. Y'all, in America, there's a massive independent spinner hitting us. A hindrance is that where we go, well, I don't need part of the body. I don't need it. Huh? I got it. I can hit you. part of the pizza. I've, I've said that, John. I've said that. I don't need it. That's independence. Y'all, Paul and I this weekend, you know, um, went to see uh, Lincoln. Good movie, good movie. It's kind of bad and cuss. I'm going, right? The GD. I'm going, twice. I'm going, yeah, Lincoln was a man of God. And I'm going, that kind of stuff? But anyway, other than that, kind of, I liked it. Because, I mean, but, but anyway, anyway, his son was wrestling with about some things and 
when Lincoln and his son went to a hospital, his son stayed out in the wagon, and, son, and Lincoln goes in the hospital, and his son was sitting out in the wagon. All of a sudden, he saw some guys come out of the, of the, uh, of the hospital with a wheelbarrow. But they, as they were pushing a wheelbarrow, there was a trail of blood coming out of the bottom of the wheelbarrow. And so he just thought he'd follow the wheelbarrow. The guys with the wheelbarrow, there's two guys, and they're pushing a wheelbarrow. And he goes and overlooks this, this big pit, and the guys pull up to this pit and pull the, there was a tarp over the top of the wheelbarrow, and they pull the tarp out, and all it was was arms and legs. And they dumped it in that pit, and all this big pit was body parts. Oh, an arm and a leg can be a beautiful thing. It's separated from the body. It's pretty ugly. I mean, I, I was in Radovan in them one time in, in, uh, in, in Novosad, Serbia. You know, Robin says, oh, Rick, uh, we will order for you. Yes, yes, we order. We're going we're to the seafood place. I will order for you fish soup. Yes, we're going to have fish soup as an appetizer here. And he says, yeah, you like soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I said, well, so anyway, this is one of the first times I was over there. And so all of a sudden, we're, he, he says, I will get in. And so the soup, and I, he's taking care of him, and he's just dipping stuff out there. I wasn't even paying any attention. And all of a sudden, I had, you know, the big soup thing. And I went down and pulled up. And all of a sudden, I'm getting ready to put it in my mouth. I was running my mouth. And I said, I look up, and there's this big eyeball in the middle of my soup, soup of my spoon. And I'm looking, and I'm going, Audubon, what is this? Ah! No eyeballs, no eyeballs. See, an eyeball can be a beautiful thing. Somebody goes, oh, man, what color eyes you got? Oh, it's beautiful. It's separated from the body. It's what? It's gross. That's why the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. It's gross. In the spirit. You know, I mean, I know demons are looking at people. This independent spirit. Oh, yeah, there goes an arm. <laughs> Let them stay there. They can't run fast. We'll get them. That's a hindrance. If you've said it, it's a hindrance to functioning in the body. How about this one in first chapter 12, verse 20, 20, uh, 24 and 25. I'll, I'll skip up. It says, it says, where our seemingly members have no need of it, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, that there should be no division. Get this, y'all. That there should be no division in the body, but the members should have the same care for one another. You know what hindrance? Oh. It's when the body does not take care of all the parts of the body with the same care. That there be no division in the body. Forgive us. Now, y'all, I just want to say this, y'all. This is not a staff issue. This is a body issue. The elders and the fivefold ministry and the elders are to shepherd and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. It's a body issue. It's a body issue. So, anyway, these are hindrances. But y'all, on the flip side of this, there's opportunities. And, and I want to take these same passages of Scripture. And it's interesting, y'all, as I was breaking down 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 22 following. All of a sudden, I saw these three things popped up. Weakness, honor, and I'm going to use this term. Um, oh, what's the term? Uh, 
without form. It's a really interesting word. The New American Standard translates presentable and unpresentable. But it literally, and we'll talk about that. But notice this in 12, 12 uh, 22. It says, it, on the contrary, it's much truer that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. The members of the body, which seem to be weaker. You know that Greek word there for weaker? is the Greek word for sick. And weakness. It has a picture of weakness, but sick. And y'all, and so what can happen is so easy for us when like, uh, in fact, oh, when somebody's sick and cannot be here, guess what? They are, uh, they are what? According to this verse. Huh? Necessary. Y'all, out of sight cannot be out of mind. We're talking about the body of Christ here. This is a spirit issue. If y'all, if we violate the body because part of it's sick. Like I said, if all of a sudden Kristen's sick, you know, and she was a couple of weeks, that's why I keep using that example in Royce Girls. I was over there, Paul and I were over there one day a week or so ago, and, and Kristen was sick. Well, if Kristen's made to feel because she's sick and she can't go out and go, uh, I think Mitch and had gone to after church and Mitch and, and uh, uh, Kenzie and Kaylee had gone to Moe's. But Kristen's got to be home because she's what? Weak. Well, it's fine. Well, y'all, we got to respond to those parts of the body that are weak. And y'all, in fact, that sheet of paper you got, this is what the, this sheet of paper if you've already written on it, here, Mitch. What I want to ask you to do, I'm going to ask you to uh, write on that sheet of paper. Oh, here's how we're going to do it. I think it. This crew right here, um, there's a part of the body of dwelling place that is very, it's been weak and has not been able to be here for many, many, many months. And that's Lorraine Blackard. Many of you may not know her. But y'all, I just really want to ask you this to write on that sheet of paper something. If you know her, that's really cool. But I'm, if not, just speak something to her that the Lord would have you to speak to her. Some kind of word and blessing. Um, this, this part, the Lord really put on my heart, is in relationship to Phyllis Peachy. Now, Phyllis has been able to come some, but not much. So if y'all could take that sheet of paper, not you don't have to do it right now, but as we keep going, and if you do it, and then uh, give those sheet of paper, and I guess, can we drop it in an offering box if you, if, before you leave? As you leave. And if y'all would write something to Phyllis, just a sentence or two, and I'm, I'll guarantee you this, Phyllis, I'm going to guarantee you this, Lorraine and Phyllis will take those sheets of paper and they will listen, they will read every one of them and treasure every one of them. This crew over here, and I know she just walked in a few minutes ago, but this is the Lord put on my heart. And, uh, and, uh, but I, I want you all to, and uh, Brian, I want Tom, Ingrid, y'all be in this group for me, okay? But you can do two. But I want you all to speak this. I want you all to listen in relationship to Amy Belshan. The Lord, and if you want to, if any of those three you want to put two, do it. Okay? 
Because y'all, to the parts of the body that seem to be weaker, to those, they are what? And y'all, it's not a necessary in relationship to like, well, I've got to do this. In other words, what that word literally means, they are critical. Critical. Now, as you're doing that, and keep going, I just want to keep going. Let's go on to the next one. How about this part's in relationship to the to the, the place in the body? Let's go to the next slide, if you would be. And, and it's in this deal about honor, where it says to those parts of the body that we deem less honorable, or literally, literally think as less honorable. Literally, it's the, the word conclusion to have a word to conclude that something is less honorable. On these, get this, y'all. You look at them and you go, they're less honorable. But notice what the Word says. On these we give more what? Abundant what? Come on, y'all help me. Honor. We give more honor. We got a treasure. Because even if you're not careful, part of honor, value, honor literally means to have value or reverence. And y'all, the heart is, is that every part of the body would have, have honor. Uh, and I'll go ahead and read that one and I'm going to come back. On verse 20, 23, go to the next slide, Amy. It says, and our un, it says, uh, on these we more, still more about honor. And our unseemingly members, the ones without form, in other words, their lives don't seem to have it together. Or, you know, it's a word that literally means not, it can be used, not pretty. Because on those, notice what it says. It says, um, on those, see, on those seemingly members to have more abundant seemingliness. In other words, that Greek word there for seemingliness is a Greek word that's used like in James chapter 1 verse 11, where it describes the flowers of the field as beautiful. In other words, y'all, the thing that the Lord was saying to me about that is sort of like I was saying to you this, uh, a part of the body, y'all, like an arm, separate from the body, has a picture of unseemingness. Ugly. Or an eye. I don't care how beautiful it is, when it's separated from the body, it can be unseemingly. But... Being a part of the body, guess what? It's beautiful. Now, y'all, I was going, oh, what, are you, what are you saying about that in depths? And I'm going, I don't know the fullness of it, but I do know this. Y'all, a lot of times, um, like in those that are real close to me and a lot of times out front, my, my nakedness comes out and it gets exposed. But you know what? A part of the body, when my nakedness is exposed or whatever, it gets covered. In the body, when the body's functioning. And and there, guess what? My nakedness, with that which I would deem as something ugly in my life, guess what? Within the body where people are covering your backs, you know what? Suddenly, my nakedness ain't ugly. Guess what? It becomes what? Beautiful. 
becomes a point of grace of God. And I want to skip back because it, the verse that verse says, whereas our seemingly members have no need of it, more seemingless, and the beautiful has no need of it. The God has so composed the body, giving more honor to that, to that member is the lack. Now I want to I want to do something, y'all. Um, I just want to I want to pray something real quick. Mitch has got the microphone. This is family. I'm gonna pray, and I just really believe there's some impartation of honor or value that's supposed to be imparted, and it's not to the seemingly members like myself that need the honor. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask this if somebody in here that God would give you something for somebody in this room that they would know they're on. Okay? Y'all with me on this? Y'all ain't going to leave me up here hanging, are you? Huh? And we, I mean, there's going to be just a couple, two or three. But it's crucial for us to do this. Okay? Heavenly Father, I just pray right now that you just stir up in our hearts, Lord, the realities of the Lord of how. Lord, the body is to function, to giving honor, to honoring the parts of the body. And Lord, not honoring according to the performance or, or whatever. But Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that honor, Lord, would be given. You would stir it up and release it in us in Jesus' name. Who's got something? Mitch's got the microphone. Or Mitch, maybe you're supposed to go first. I just want to honor Bev because I think a lot of times our senior people are neglected and the ones that have lived some life and have some things that they can speak into people and sometimes we go to the younger folks and and not that not that that's bad but I just feel like I don't know as soon as you said that it just hit me that that Bev needs to be honored. Yeah. So we just honor you, Bev, and love you. Yeah. Who else? Thanks, Ernie. I just, I just want to honor Jeff Robertson. Um, I, I mean, truly, truly a man of God. Um, you have a place here. And... Um, your function here is, is remarkable in regards to what you do in the body, but you're honored because you are part of the body and you have a place and you're a son. And I just want to honor you. That's awesome. I just want to honor Annabelle because I feel like she's really hung in there with the Lord and I just really rejoice with your recent breakthrough and uh, just standing firm. It, through through life. <laughs> I also want to honor my husband, Amen. who uh, I believe he uh, stands for thing when when he has a conviction, he stands for it. Amen. Annabelle, preach good. Karen, you need to get that tape of her preaching that Sunday. I also heard you, Annabelle, and I just saw the word beautiful right across my vision. Just, just beautiful woman of God. And you're loved and you're a treasure. I just wanted to honor 
Bevan Rick, because when Tom went to France, I was going to live alone in that house for four months, and I was concerned about that because I didn't know what I was going to do if something went wrong. And Bev came up and gave me Rick's phone number and said, if you ever need any practical, you know, anything on the house. And it was a small, and you were very sincere about it so that I felt comfortable that I actually could have called him. And that just, I kept that little phone number next to my computer for four months, and it was just that security that I really appreciated. And the other person was, Marcy was my, literally my cheerleader during a really tough time in school. Literally, like pom-poms and everything. So I really appreciate that. I would like to honor our youth workers back there, over there. Uh, Sorry if I left anybody out, but the way you are with our children, the way you are with our youth, the way you guide them, the way you lead them, the way you teach them is just phenomenal. And I can see in our two children, even though we haven't been here that long, I can see growth already. And I can see the excitement in them. And they look forward to doing things with you guys. And and we came from a church that the youth were not looked upon as members or bodies, members of the body of Christ. And they were so cliquish and they were so... But anyway... When you hear your daughter say, Dad, it's so good to fit in somewhere. And I think you you have to attribute a lot of that to the leaders that we have and the way they nurture them. And Jennifer, are honored that God gave us these two children to raise. But we also think God has placed people in their lives, such as you folks and Daniel back there, to, to lead our youth. And our children. (laughs) Well, ditto, but I wanted to add one more thing to that because it's not even about um, just the fitting in part. It's about them coming home and saying, um, we're learning about how to find our gifts of the Holy Spirit and how to use them for the Lord. And they haven't really gotten that anywhere that we've ever been where they're so excited about wanting to know more about who they are in Christ in their what the Holy Spirit can do through their lives. And that's probably the most exciting part that we've seen with them being really thrilled about coming to youth. That's awesome. Anybody else? Uh, um, I just really wanted to honor mothers, mothers of um, people that aren't even their children. They sacrifice so much. I know my mom sacrifices a lot for me. And even if you Hold don't, on a second. mother, stand up. Receive this. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to even new mothers, mothers of grandchildren. I mean, just just mothers in general. I mean, you sacrifice and give so much of yourself, so much of your time, and um, um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Y'all need that. Y'all deserve that. Anybody else? Danielle. Was Danielle over here? I wanted to honor Jen Cesario, who's actually not here because she's working in the office right now as we speak. 
But she really has her finger in so fingers in so many pies, doing so many things. Like her name just comes up everywhere, and she's a treasure and a blessing. And she works really hard, and I want to honor her, even though she's not here to hear it. And I also want to honor Micah because he's cool, and we love him, and he's a part of the body. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I want to honor you, Regen, man. And I want to state that there may be an aisle between where you're sitting and where we are, but there is no division. You are as much the center of this body as anyone. You belong. Amen. I'd like to honor all those at Dwelling Place that are afflicted in their body with some type of disease or sickness. I want you to know that you are of great value. We all love you. And that there's not a day goes by that I don't think about you. And you are going to be healed. Every one of you are going to be healed. I don't care what the disease is. The knee of that disease will take a bat, take a knee in honor of God, the uh, Jesus, the Savior, and our healer, and and you are going to be healed. I don't care what the disease is. There's no limitations on God. I just want to back up what Terry's saying because this this initiative that that Jim and uh, Brandon coming out with in relationship to the prayer and prophetic team about us segmenting prayer that backs up what Terry's word said. Anybody else really close up on? I just want to, since I'm preaching, I can do this. But I just want to honor Jeff and Amy Belsham. You know, uh, you know they, they've been in this church from day one. Well, not day one. Almost day one. It's sort of from, yes. <laughs> uh, we thank God for you. And also, Miss Irene. I just want to, uh, Miss Irene. Uh, she blesses me all the time. She speaks, sends me stuff, emails, gives me books. And I still read more than one. There's one book she gave me. It's awesome. Thank you. That's that's crucial parts of the body. I mean, that's the body function. Like what Inger was speaking about, Rick and Beth. That is, that's treasures, y'all. That ain't a program. That's rewards in heaven. How many text messages have I had come got from Rick at these weird moments? I love you or some praying for you or something. Those are treasures. Those are treasures. Well, y'all, it's a good place to stop. But to be honest with you, the one I was really looking forward to is the function. But, you know, to warrant time and not to rush it, I'm sure maybe there'll be another time that we talk about that. But I do want to just establish this. If you would, go with me to Romans chapter 12. So that it sort of wraps this up in a way. Chapter 12, verse 4 and 5. For just as we have many members in one body, all the members do not have the same function. 
So we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. All the members do not have the same what? Function. But y'all, because they don't have the same function, guess what though? They're still a part of the what? A body. So therefore, they've got an identity is Jesus. Even though the function may look different. Hey, you know, just let me, sorry, Rick and Bev, I just want to pick on that. You know, I'll be honest with you, all in the kingdom of God, the simple, simple thing to, uh, that Bev did in relationship to, to Ingrid, I want to say something, y'all. In the spirit, that word that Bev did in giving that, so, that phone number probably multiplied out thousand sermons that Ingrid probably had heard here. So in the spirit, in the kingdom of God, in heaven, the question is, what impacted her heart more? My word preaching? Ron's preaching? Mitch's preaching? Those are good. But I guarantee you this, at a moment, the thing that brought her probably comfort more than anything was that word. And so, y'all, it's very crucial for us to not downgrade in the significance of our function within the body and allow it to be uh, deemed unimportant. And so, uh, oh yeah, those things that on the back of that sheet. Let's repent of them, y'all. Ingrid, Ingrid said, I mean, I'm sorry, Ingrid Margie was in relationship to things you wrote on the back of your sheet there, the hindrances. So, uh, just deal with it. See if I got something I want to share? Is there anybody have something in their heart they want to add to that something I'm saying fit? Because that's what I really love about when we ask questions or speak things, that there's something that I haven't spoken. But somebody's got something, y'all. I can feel it. It's big. Who's got it? Aha. Um, when the gentleman was speaking over David about education and teaching and just talking about, um, it was David and I were actually talking yesterday about how it's not the education. It's not, um, the letters behind your name. It's not what you think you need to have to bring something for the Lord. It's just about allowing him to work through you and anything, um, that you're doing to steer, yourself and your family toward just being in Christ and that's the greatest work and it doesn't matter what um, pressures you get from family (laughs) or friends or people um, that try to impose things on you to where you have to be a certain um, academic level or a certain um, I'm not trying to say politically correct or whatever it's just about um, resting in who you are in Christ and walking that out. And that's something we've kind of been struggling <laughs> with as a family. Um, it's like the Lord verifying that. It's very, he verified all that. Education just kept sticking out of my mind. Um, addictions. You know, I've struggled with food addiction. I'm still struggling with it heavily. But the Lord is just saying to me, um, I see where you are and I'm helping you. And I love you and everything that you've been through and walked through. 
I'm doing something in you, and it's going to be for my glory. It's not going to be for your own self. And he just keeps saying um, to keep my focus on him. And I just wanted to encourage you all to keep your focus on the Lord and what he, that great greater work he's doing and not um, what you think you have to do or what you think you have to perform or what you think you have to walk out to please somebody else. And that, it's so cliche to say, I don't, I don't have to please anybody but the Lord. But learning to really walk that out is a totally different thing. And I just feel like this is all identity is something that he's speaking to, to me for sure and all of us in the body. Just resting in our identity in him. That's awesome. That's awesome. Anybody else got something to close? I just felt like there was somebody else that I was supposed to honor. And I just really want to honor Karen Bernard. Um, her and Ron have been family to us. And sorry. But it really just blessed my soul to have her there the entire time. Um, while I'm in labor, like all they got there the minute we were admitted and didn't leave until 12 plus hours later when Ada was born. And that just blessed my soul because my mom's not here. I'm not very close with my mom, but to have somebody who's like that in my life who I can turn to, I just really honor you. Come on, Frank. You can come up. Y'all come up behind Karen. And y'all pray for him. We were going to pray for him. Close out. Does anybody else want to share something before we get? Close that. Ernie wants to speak to We're going to pray for Karen and we're going to pray for Jared too here in a second. About what you were saying, I just have a question about it. Maybe you're going to get to that. Um, I agree with the statement about there's nothing you can do, you know, and identity and all that. But my question to you would be if you're a foot or if you're a hand, then in within the scope of the body, you are being identified as a foot or a hand. So your identity within the body, let's say, would be a hand. And it seems like it's a little bit of a broad brush to say there's nothing you can do because if you are a hand, you better be about the business of being a hand. I mean, we do have stuff to do within the body. If you're a foot and you're idle, like you've been walking all over the place, your feet all of a sudden decide, we're not doing this anymore, then you cease to function as a full body. So I can only assume you're going there, but that's... Yeah, Ernie's bringing it up here. The, part, the function established, hear this very carefully, the function of the body helps establish identity and place in the body for the others, not for the one given it. Like it says in First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, as each of you have received a gift, employ it, serving one another as the manifold grace of God. In other words, the gifts, my function is not for me. My function is for the body. And what Ernie's saying is, is when I function as I function, it will empower other people in their identity and other people in their place. But it's not just true. It's Mark, Margie, it's every one of us in here. And so that's exactly right. Joe had something too. I just felt like there was, well, I got a picture of. um, Thank you, Ernie. I got a picture of like a puzzle. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier, but like 
Imagine if you're if you look at a puzzle. Have you guys ever worked a puzzle and you get to that man that one missing piece? You're like, dang it, who who did this puzzle last? But you look at that puzzle and you it's incomplete because the only thing you can see is that missing piece. Or wow. picture a brick wall that that one brick has fallen out, and you don't look at the amazingness of that whole brick wall. You only see that one piece. And then now picture Jesus leaving the 99, the full flock, only to go find that one missing sheep. And I know that there's still people in this room that still feel like they're that missing piece. And even that we've gotten some good teaching on it, we've gotten some good word and there's been some honoring, but there's, there's an opportunity even now as the body to, to be the hands and feet to go after that one sheep. So if I feel like there's still people that, that maybe we just need to reach out to them and go and pray for them and let them know that we are incomplete without that, without them. So you may not have been honored, but that right now God is saying you are going to be honored. He wants to honor you. It may take a little bit of stepping out and a little bit of faith to say, I'm the one that still feels like that. But I encourage you and I to, to do that, to take that step so that we can, as the body, wrap our arms around you. That's good. Amy, let's say something. And yeah, Amy's getting there. Uh, Bev didn't have a microphone to speak that in the, in the, in the Ingrid. There was a place. So yeah, I just want to, just because we're leaving the service, don't stop. Don't stop, Amy. Okay, I wanted to say this earlier, but I really appreciated that you acknowledged all the mothers in the church. But I feel like we also need to acknowledge the fathers, whether biological or not. Like, they're the people we go to when we're scared or sick or hurt. And it's just, they're our protectors, whether it's our father, Jesus, or anybody anybody that we're close to and i just really want to bless them and because i appreciate them so much so thank you by the way how's your headache caffeine helped but (laughs) not quite yeah amy for church had a real bad headache this is the sound booth and mark was in there she just ran in there and she just fell in Mark's arms, and we prayed for her. And she said, "She came in later." Says, "I know y'all are praying. I think y'all were praying for him, but I don't really care. I just wanted to go to my daddy's arms." <laughs> so, so anyway, we're gonna close out. And let Craig and friend have uh, you pray. If y'all are around Jared, Jared uh, um, and and Jocelyn have their granddad died last night, but this is like two major deaths in the last two weeks. Uh, Jared's dad, and then his granddad. Uh, just last night. So we want to pray over Jared, and then we want to pray over Juan and Karen. So, Mitchie Poo, if you'd pray over Jared. If y'all are around Jared, if you would, Mitchie pray, and then pray over Karen. And then y'all in closing out, if there's anybody after the end of the service needs prayer, we'll be up here pray, to pray for people too. So, and this, oh, the back of the sheets. Simple thing to do. Here, oh, this, this, this will be a thing to do. This will be a good one to do on your own. Okay? Ask God to forgive you for receiving that identity. If somebody spoke it into you, forgive them. Like I had a, 
like I had a uh, guidance counselor told me that I would never amount to anything. I needed to forgive her. And so, and then the next thing you want to do is you want to rebuke the lie that that is who you are. And then you want to confess the truth. Steps one, two, three. Forgive, ask forgiveness. Rebuke the lie, confess the truth. It's the truth that what? Sets you free. So, and thank you, the, Tom, for reminding me and Margie. apologize. And on these words for Amy, Phyllis, and Lorraine. Lorraine. There's three baskets there that have a name on them. It would be helpful if you go ahead and put the name on that sheet on the back or somewhere so that we don't get them mixed up, but we'll check them. But there's three baskets that have their names on them. If you can just put them on your way out, that would be awesome. Well, Lord, thank you for this morning, God, just as you've declared, Lord, just on on this journey of really trying to find this, this... the place, the function, identity, God, and how they interact with one another and how we can't just assume one for the other, God. And, and Lord, I just pray right now, I just thank you for each person in this body, God, because they have a place, God, that they have a place in, in this body. You've declared it just as Kristen has a place, as much as Kaylee has a place, that each person is important and critical to this body. God, I just break off anything that would speak differently. Now we just break off that anything from the outside or, or, or what they've experienced in the past or even what they've maybe even experienced in this body, God. We just break that off. And God, I just pray that they would receive that, that they have identity as you, that their place is this body, is, is in the body of Christ. And, Lord, I just pray you guys, we didn't get to it, but as you will just continue to help us discover that function as we... Our, our, if we're feet, that we're just going to walk. And if we're hands, we're going to function as that hand. And eyes that we're going to be able to see and, 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 and guide. And, and, Lord, whatever that function is, you just continue to empower us in that. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that. And we just want to pray. want to thank you for bringing Karen back safely and from overseas. And just pray for Ron as he's there for a few more weeks. We bless Isaac. I think it's his birthday today. And we just declare just life or and life abundantly, uh, Lord, over the Bernard household, Lord. We just want to bless them. We, we honor them we, just as Corinne honored them. Lord, we continue to honor, God, what you're doing and what, how, what you're walking in them. Lord, we just thank you for them. Thank you how they've, they've, they've walked that out. And Lord, we just also want to lift up the Hill household and um, just pray just abundance of comfort, abundance of grace, abundance of your your truth and your life just poured out into that family lord and, and lord we just know that lord it's just been very seemingly just i spoke this early just seemingly chaotic in them so lord in that in that family lord just even with the deaths and just some other things but lord we speak peace and blessing and life over them lord that even in the midst of all this uh chaotic things lord and we just ask in jesus name you bring peace and supernatural comfort to their lives and to their hearts and to their spirits and to these families, Lord. And give us wisdom as a body how to support them and encourage them through this time. And, and Lord, I just pray we'd all be like uh, the Bev Higmans that just take opportunities to, to not wait for a, an official you know, tagging of function or, or, or release, but, Lord, going out and speaking forth into this body, speaking forth into the body of Christ, speaking forth out there in the New River Valley. God, just living this body life together god just encouraging and building one another up in love and and from what every joint supplies lord this body will be built up so lord we bless you and thank you for that in jesus name amen amen well have a blessed week um
Anything else for uh, my forgetting? Tulio's not here, so sometimes I forget things. Uh, have a blessed week and happy Thanksgiving. That's right.